Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motor Mouth Mosley Radio Show. It's a beautiful Tuesday evening. want to thank you for tuning in, logging in, calling in. Whether you're calling in live or if you're listening in at a later time to an archived episode, just want to show a little appreciation for you supporting the show and listening to what i got to say. We've got a lot on tap for tonight. Going to go over some NFL scores, going to go over some NFL predictions, talk a little college football. Might have a caller or two calling in if not. I'm just going to do my thing and talk a little bit, inform you of some of the greatness that is going on in sports today. Of course, it is my favorite time of the year, which is football season. And whenever it's football season and the Cowboys win, all is right in my world. Again, if you want to listen, you want to call in, our phone number is 347-945-7975. You can log in at Blog Talk Radio forward slash Motormouth Mosley, send us your messages that way. And, of course, you can always contact us uh, off the air via snail mail, P.O. Box 55, Redan, Georgia. That's the Motormouth Mosley Man Cave. You can also hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. We're always posted. So let's get right into it. After starting off two consecutive weeks of going 12-4, and four, I had a rule. Battle with reality this past weekend on my NFL picks. I was 24 and 8 going into this past weekend's games, and I almost doubled the amount of losses uh, or incorrect picks that I had. I went 9 and 7 this past weekend, thanks to some games that just didn't go the way I thought they would. And although I picked Oakland to beat Denver, and they didn't. Denver may be playing the best football of anybody in the NFL. Oakland actually still looks somewhat impressive. I was impressed with Terrell Pryor and how well he played QB for him. I think he's making steps, and I think he is the future quarterback. But real quick, let's go over some final scores of last week's game. You had Oakland 21, Denver 37. Chicago beat Pittsburgh on, um, I believe that was Sunday night, 40 to 23. Buffalo Bills over the New York Jets, 20 to 20. I mean, excuse me, the, the Jets over the Bills, 27 to 20. You had Indy, and probably the biggest upset of the weekend, or at least a shocker to me, San Francisco's not playing great ball, especially after being in the Super Bowl last year. And I don't know if it's a Colin Kaepernick problem or if it's a John Airball, uh it's a head coaching problem. I know that they've had some disruption over the past week with Alden Smith getting busted for DUI, uh, then checking himself into a rehab uh, facility to get work on his problem, and I wish him the best with that. But the Niners are just playing in disarray. Not only did they lose by 20, they only threw up seven. Uh, so, I can see some decisions starting to happen with that team. Fred Gore is probably going to be start being a little bit more, uh, being a little bit more vocal about his carries, and uh, it just seems like that team is in somewhat of disarray. 
And as the world's famous, most famous San Francisco 49er hater, I can't really say that I'm bothered by that, that they're struggling, but it's, it is a bit of a shock. Seattle dominated Jacksonville 45-17. to Atlanta went down to Miami, and as I predicted, got the Miami 27, Atlanta 23, uh, and a very well-played game from the parts that I saw. Uh, Miami uh, is a very improved team. Um, Atlanta went down there, and they, they've been facing some injury problems, and I think that had a lot of effect on them. Jacquez Rogers played a heck of a game at running back, but I, I think missing Steven Jackson and then a, a late fumble by Eric Douglas on a punt return kind of changed the tide of the game, and uh, it was a it was a tough one for the Falcon fans to take. Uh, another shocker to me was Green Bay going into Cincinnati and losing 34 to 30. I know that Cincinnati is a quality football team, but I, I definitely expected Green Bay to go uh, to Ohio and take care of business, which they weren't able to do. St. Louis rolled up in the excuse me, uh, St. Louis rolled up into AT&T Stadium and got smacked around by the Dallas Cowboys, 31 to seven, in a well balanced. Uh, Played well, uh, managed game by the Cowboys. San Diego went down to Tennessee up to Nashville and lost 20 to 20, 20 to 17. Cleveland 31, Minnesota 27, Tampa Bay 3, New England 23. You can look forward to some changes happening on that, that Tampa Bay roster. Josh Freeman's days at QB may be numbered. Uh, I still think he's a quality quarterback, and I think there's some teams that could use him. Uh, but it doesn't look like he's uh, he's going to be holding the position if he keeps playing the way he he has been. Arizona seven, New Orleans thirty one. Not surprised at the results, but I definitely expected with Carson Palmer now playing quarterback for the Falcons, and of course Larry Fitzgerald, the great wide receiver there. I definitely expected there to be more of a game, but unfortunately, uh, I don't know if the rest of the Cardinals missed the flight to New Orleans or what, but they definitely didn't show up. Detroit twenty seven, Washington twenty. I think Daniel Snyder and head coach uh, Mike Shanahan need to do some real investigating of the condition and the health of RG3. I don't see him as being as healthy as he was. And I also know that last year a lot of balls bounces went the way of the Redskins, and it just seems like things aren't falling in place this year. I'm not really going to lose a lot of sleep over the record because, of course, they're an NFC rival, but – uh, I would like to see them playing better ball, and they've got a tough one coming up this week. And although I said that the upset uh, Cincinnati beating uh, Green Bay was a shocker in San Francisco, not showing up at home against Indianapolis was somewhat mind-boggling, 38-0 Carolina Panthers over the New York Jet- Giants. Coach Coughlin has to be just beside himself because that team, uh, and they've done this before. The Giants are notorious for starting off the season, having a whole bunch of problems, and then correcting the ship, getting it back online, and making a run. I don't know if that's going to happen again this year, but right now to go to Carolina, to go to Charlotte, and get beat 38-0, to is pretty unfathomable in today's NFL. Uh, Houston 9, Baltimore 30, Kansas City 26, and another team that started out lights out on Sunday evening uh, 
the Philadelphia Eagles, their offense has caught up with their defense. And that's not a good thing because their defense already sucked. Now their offense is sucking, and they're just double-sucking. It's just terrible. So all the NFC East teams, what used to be called the NFC Beast is now turning into the NFC Least. Of course, still got faith in the Cowboys, still think they're going to do some things, still think they're going to make a run. They're 2-1 leading the, 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 the division. So really can't complain. They do have a tough one this week. They go down to over to San Diego, and they're playing the, 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 the powder blue chargers. We'll see if that game is going to be televised nationally. If not, I'll have to watch it the way I watch it. But as I said, uh, with the upsets and the, the surprises of the week, I was only able to pull out a 9-7 and seven record last week, which uh, I've gotten a little spoiled with my 12-4s. and fours. I got a little cocky. But here I go again. I'm going to give it a shot for this week's game. I'm picking San Francisco to go to St. Louis and win. Baltimore will go into Buffalo, but the Bills will knock off the, the, the defending Super Bowl champs. Cincy, Cleveland, the Battle of Ohio, Cincy big. Cincy by at least 14. Chicago, Detroit, one of the great classic rivalries throughout the history of the NFL, two of the oldest franchises in the game. Chicago's playing well. Detroit's playing well. I think Reggie Bush will be back for Detroit, so I'm giving them the edge. Detroit will take care of business at home and beat the Chicago Bears. The New York Giants go to Kansas City and play the revitalized Andy Reid-led Kansas City Chiefs, and the New York Giants will fall. Another loss for the Giants. Shout-out to Jeff Byrd, my boy, living in the Bay Area, but a big-time KC Chiefs fan. Got to show him some love. Got to give him respect. They beat my Cowboys. Good luck this weekend. Knock off the Giants. Pittsburgh goes up to Minnesota. Pittsburgh, uh, they, they don't have an identity. They don't know what they're doing offensively. Their defense isn't as aggressive and as dominant as they once were. Minnesota is very shaky. They've got a running back, Christian Ponder, a quarterback. Um, Adrian Peterson still may be the best back in the league, but um, they're not playing the greatest football, but I do expect them to knock off Pittsburgh at home. I expect them to take care of business. Arizona will go to Tampa Bay and knock off the Buccaneers. Indianapolis over Jacksonville. As I said, Jacksonville is one of the least competitive teams in the NFL. Do not expect much out of them at all. It would be an absolute shocker if this was even close to being a competitive game. Indy big, especially with having Trent Richardson being picked up last week in a trade with Cleveland. Now they got the one-two punch of Ahmad Radshaw and Trent Richardson at running back. They got Luck. They got uh, T.I. Hilton. They've got Wayne. They are loaded on offense, so I expect them to pretty much dominate the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, this weekend. Seattle will keep rolling. They will roll over the Texans. Uh, the New York Jets, I'm calling them to pick up another victory down in up in Nashville. Philadelphia Eagles versus Denver. The juggernaut that is the Denver Broncos, led by uh, Peyton Manning, uh, record-setting. He's already got 12 TV passes through three games, which is an NFL record. He's on pace to throw like 60 touchdown passes in a season, which is just unfathomable. But I, I see them blowing out the Eagles again. I think the Eagles will take another tough loss. And I don't expect this one to be close. 
I picked them last week. I'm going to pick them again. This time they're at home. This time they're playing the Washington Redskins. I'm picking the Oakland Raiders to knock off the Washington Redskins at home. Got to make it happen. And, of course, Dallas, as I said earlier, goes into San Diego, the only team in Southern California. And they actually surprised me last week. I didn't expect them to uh, play as well as they did against Tennessee, but they're going to be at home, so they'll play a little bit better. But I'm still expecting Dallas to win. Uh, Hopefully the trend of them playing good one week and bad the next week uh, will get erased. And hopefully that this trend of how they played last week will carry on uh, into a great season. New England comes into Atlanta, and they're playing the Atlanta Falcons. I think that's going to be a tough game for Atlanta, even if they're healthy. Even with the problems with the new receivers that Tom Brady is having on his offense, I think they're slowly coming together, and I do expect New England to leave Saturday night, Sunday night, the late-night premier game on NBC. New England will beat Atlanta. And, of course, Monday night football, you've got the Miami Dolphins, another team that's resurgent, that is playing great football, that is – you know, she knocked off the Atlanta Falcons last week. They go into New Orleans, into the Superdome, and they're playing the Saints, but not a chance. Drew Brees, Sean Payton, they will take care of business at home. So those are my picks. Real quickly, I got San Francisco, Buffalo, Cincy, Detroit, KC, Minnesota, Arizona, Indy, Seattle, the Jets, Denver, Oakland, Dallas, New England, and New Orleans. Again, you listen to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. You can call in at 347-945-7975. And, of course, you can always go back and listen in on archived episodes on the, on the blog talk radio forward slash Mosley archive page. I do want to give a couple of quick shout-outs to my NFL Maniac Player of the Week, and that would be running back Ahmad Bradshaw of the Indianapolis Colts, formerly of the New York Giants. I know that they wish they had him, and I know that he's happy he's not there with the way they're playing. It wasn't a great statistical game for him, but it was impressive nonetheless because he carried the ball 19 times for 95 yards, which to me was impressive, especially against that San Francisco 49er defense. But what was more impressive to me was the professionalism that he showed his team – drafted, excuse me, traded for Trent Richardson, one of the young premier backs in the league, and instead of copying an attitude and uh, complaining, he went out and showed what he brings to the table. So not that he's ready to step aside and hand the job over to Trent Richardson, but he's saying, you know what, we can do this together. And he's accustomed to doing that because he shared the ball with Brandon Jacobs when he was with the Giants. So he's definitely comfortable with – not necessarily being the guy, but being one of the guys. So my shout-out goes to Ahmad Bradshaw, running back, Indianapolis Colts, for a well-played game. Like I said, 19 rushes for 95 yards, which is, you know, five yards to carry, which is nothing to sneeze at, especially against that 49er defense. He had one touchdown, but more important than anything else was his professionalism of how he carried himself into this game. That was impressive. Sorry. That's my moment. Now, Coach of the Week, my NFL maniac Coach of the Week, goes to not Jason Garrett, but to 
Coach Ron Rivera of the Carolina Panthers for getting his team prepared mentally and physically to go and just dominate the New York Giants. I didn't get to watch the game, so I don't know if they just punched them in the mouth very early and the Giants laid down or if they just punched them real early and kept their foot on their throats the whole entire game. But in either case, to defeat an NFL Super Bowl caliber potential team with one of the great quarterbacks, one of the elite quarterbacks in the league playing for them, to shut them completely out in a 60-minute NFL football game is absolutely impressive. And I give kudos to Coach Ron Rivera of the Carolina Panthers. We've got a lot of uh, college football on slate this weekend, too. Uh, my beloved University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors are hosting the Fresno State Bulldogs. This team will actually bark at you on the football field. Unless they've changed since Coach Hill joined the Atlanta Falcons and is no longer there, they will absolutely bark at you. The Fresno State Bulldogs will bark at you after they make a tackle or whatever else. They're now ranked number 25 in the major polls. Um, hopefully Hawaii will oh, – just, there's just so much that's going wrong with that team on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm tired of harping on it. I just hope that they play well and represent the colors of my beloved alma mater. In the top 25 rankings, we've got Ole Miss going into Bama. Ole Miss knocked off Texas, which has proven to be not that big of a feat anymore, but they're playing against the Crimson Tide. I think that could be an ugly game. It is an SEC battle. Most of the teams in Division I are now going into their conference play. They've gotten rid of all the the patty cake games, and uh, it's time to get some real football being played. So uh, Ole Miss versus Alabama. And you've got Cal going up to uh, Eugene to play the University of Oregon Quack Quacks. Uh, Wake Forest plays against Clemson, which is an ACC game. Uh, two ranked teams, Wisconsin Badgers, will be in Ohio State. And I'm predicting that actually to be a knockoff uh, and an upset. I'm expecting Wisconsin to actually beat Ohio State, even though they're playing with the second and third string quarterback who has played extremely well for Ohio State University. I just got to call an upset the horseshoe. Sorry. Uh, Stanford's going up to Corvallis and playing Washington State. Uh, probably the best matchup of the weekend will be Coach Les Miles and his number six LSU Bengal Tigers going over to Athens and playing Coach Mike Rick's number nine ranked Georgia Bulldogs in a serious SEC battle. Probably the best game of the weekend in college football. Um, Should be a battle if Georgia already has one conference loss. They lost to South Carolina in the season opener. LSU right now is undefeated. Uh, They're looked at as the only team that potentially will give Alabama any type of a struggle. So there's a lot weighing in this game. If LSU loses now, um, it will definitely put a shakeup in the SEC and probably all of college football if they're able to knock off Alabama later on in the season. You've got number eight, Florida State Seminoles playing against Boston College, and you've got Texas A&M, number 10, uh, going up to Fayetteville and playing uh, the University of Arkansas, Razorbacks, another great game, another opportunity for Johnny Manziel to do his thing. 
And on Thursday night, you've got a national televised game between Virginia, Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech here in Atlanta. I do plan on being at that game, thanks to uh, Coach uh, Buzzy Preston. And I do expect the Georgia Tech Rambling Wreck Yellow Jackets to take care of business and knock off the Hokies. Uh, and Coach Frank Beamer, send them back to Blacksburg uh, or wherever they're from, crying. But uh, good luck, Jackets. Knock them off. Do your thing. Real quickly, a uh, little baseball action that's going on. Uh, most of the races have been decided. We've discussed it on numerous occasions uh, over the last couple of days. But um, in the American League, it is still a battle. My poor Texas Rangers have faded and are fading fast. They're now a game and a half out of the wild card. Uh, the two slots are being held by the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Indians. Uh, if the season ended today, that's who would make the playoffs. I believe there's about five or six games left uh, to be played. Uh, the Rangers, like I said, are a game and a half out. The Royals still have a shot at three and a half games out. The Yankees are four and a half games out. And anything could happen. Do not count out the Yankees because once they get in, it could be ugly. In the National League, the wild card positions have been settled. It will be the Pittsburgh Pirates making the playoffs and the Cincinnati Reds. So three teams from the NL Central all made the playoffs, all will make the playoffs this year, which I think is an absolutely cool thing, especially for the uh, Andrew McCutcheon-led Pittsburgh Pirates after their struggles over the last few years, just getting a winning record. I think they've got like 90 victories this year. So congratulations to all the teams that do make the playoffs in Major League Baseball and uh Again, baseball can be fun to watch because playoffs times are fun. This Harding news that came out today, the Dallas Cowboys, Anthony Spencer is going to have to have Michael fracture surgery on his knee, so that means he is lost for the season. Thank goodness we picked up George Selvey from uh, Jacksonville, and he has played well, had a sack or two last weekend, and he has definitely solidified the opposite side of the line from DeMarcus Ware. So, uh, wish Spencer well on his rehab. Um, We'll see what happens. A little personal commentary uh, that I will get into in a minute uh, about a gesture that seems to be running rapid in college football. I will address it momentarily, but real quickly, uh, some news also came down today that Penn State University, who has been sanctioned, punished, suspended, almost given the death penalty for the Jay Sandusky sexual assault, uh, misconduct, uh, Joe Paterno somewhat turning his blind eye to the whole situation, that whole debacle that took place a couple of years ago. The NCAA now has lessened the penalty to some degree that Penn State has been subject to. They were limited to 65 scholarships, which is down from 85 as most Division One schools uh, are able to sign, they have been limited to down to 65, and that was supposed to hold place for the next four years, I believe. But the NCAA now has modified their punishment, and in 2014 they will be allowed to have up to 75 scholarships. That will boost up to 80 in 2015, and in 2016 they will be back allowed the full allotment of 85 scholarship, scholarship athletes on their roster. Uh, not sure what the justification for lessening of the rules were, but 
again, uh, I, I, com- I commend the fan base and the team at Penn State for persevering. And uh, although they have been frowned upon and uh, probably ridiculed a lot in their games, uh, they've shown a lot of class and have shown a great uh, tenacity to still be a very competitive uh, football team, even though they really don't have anywhere to go once the season's over with because they were uh, also sanctioned. Part of their initial sanction was that they uh, are banned from postseason play, so no bowl games. That does still stay intact, and they were hit with a $60 million fine, which uh, I'm sure some boosters could probably kick in and pay pay that. wouldn't be too much of a problem. But I just wanted to commend the Penn State University for uh, having their penalties somewhat lessened and for behaving uh, very uh, maturely and uh, trying to clean up their own program. Uh, as I said, I did want to address a little personal commentary that something that's going on in college football that seems to be rampant, and it started out um, with Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, Texas a quarterback, uh, making this gesture, the slashing gesture, you know, with his thumb and hand across the throat, and you know, you get a penalty for it if you get caught doing it. But then T.J. Yeldon, running back for, I think it's a sophomore running back for Alabama, did the same gesture, and he got suspended by his own coach for, I believe, a quarter of the game. And then just recently, uh, Coach Dabble Sweeney has announced that he is going to punish wide receiver Martavis Bryant for making the same stupid gesture after a play uh, in uh, Clemson's football game. And I understand that my show isn't being listened to by a lot of people, but one or two guys are checking it out. And I, I just wanted to say, college football players, you're better than this. You have more class than this. It's a stupid gesture. Quit doing it. Quit being selfish, bringing glamour up to yourself, uh, doing something that I just feel is just very immature and unnecessary for uh, a college athlete to do. So get rid of the stupid slashing the throat sign. Get rid of the the I'm good, you know, it's money sign. And, you know, just celebrate with your teams. But that's me getting on my little high horse and talking about what has been a problem to me over the last few weeks that I just don't care for. Again, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. I want to thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening in. Hope you enjoyed what I had to say. Look forward to talking to you again on Thursday night. And I will be signing off. I want to say thank you uh, just for supporting the show, just for taking time out of your day to either listen live or to listen delayed. But I definitely just wanted to say thank you, and I appreciate you and look forward to having more conversation in the near future. Again, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. Get ready for some great football this weekend. Go Cowboys. Go Jackets. Hoping for a great game, LSU versus Georgia. Have a blessed week. Everybody take care, and talk to you soon.